Alabama pastor gives Nike free marketing from the pulpit? Mm. Catholics found the book on church discipline. So do we. Huh. And Obama gets caught trying to call the kettle black. No. <laughs> Just go play golf or something. Aren't you retired? Seriously. Does retirement treat you that bad? Oh. Really? Come on now. Say it. Say it. All right, y'all. Welcome to the midweek cross-politic fix. Yes, we're doing this. This is new. Thanks for tuning in, and thanks for supporting the show, the network, and our attempt to glorify God through media. The best way to show your support is becoming a CrossPolitik Club member, please. You can join at CrossPolitik.com. When you join, you get access to all our digital content, which includes our Worldview Shotgun series. Where is it? Where is it? There you go. Musician partners. You also get content uh, from our musician partners, including right now Jenny and Tyler. We got more coming. Discounts in our merch store and more as we go. For a limited time, if you Mm -hmm. join, you can email us and request a copy of a book from Jovial Press run by our very own Jason Farley. I think we got two or three books left. All right. Hey, join now. Lost Supplies Live. He's the host of one of the shows on our new cross-politic network, the Westminster Confessions of Funk. You guys got to check that out. Get funky with it. We also have... So good. How to Build a Tent mm-hmm. with Matt Williams, yes. Law and Profits with Marcus Pittman, coming mm-hmm. at you with Christian Worldview Applied to Business and Economics. I'm sorry, my favorite one was Nehemiah Hates Property Taxes. That was good, too. Ooh. <laughs> if you like this show and what we're doing with our network, please share it with your friends. Buy some cross-politic merch, wear it proudly. If you're feeling really generous, check out the Amazon wish list. But best of all, join the cross-politic club. Become a member. Fellas. Nike, Kaepernick, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it is. Nike just keeps getting all sorts of free publicity from this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and um, apparently, you know, Nike's online sales jumped about 30% last week. But, yeah. you know, who knows where those numbers are coming from. And, There's some and, smart yeah, people. You know, and and, yeah. and from all this free publicity, they're getting all this free marketing on top of... Uh, they pulled the, a that, Kanye. Come on. They, they pulled a Kanye. Oh, that's, that's yes. Good, man. yes. You're exactly right. Yeah. Pass the coffee. Oh, I would oh, love to. Can I get a little yep. sip of that? All right, sure. This is cross-politic coffee, too, Oh, right? hey. This is our yeah. midweek fix, so we got to get going, you know? Go, man, go. And, and even, even just this past week alone, Trump tweeted, what happened to Nike? So that was, that was, that was, that was the only sentence in his tweet. That was only, you know, what happened to Nike? Classic Trump. Classic Trump. And that's, that's President giving Nike more marketing. <laughs> um, Christian actor Kevin Sorbo complained Nike's shoes now hurt his feet when he stands for the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of start feeling like conservatives are turning into a little snowflake, sort mm-hmm. of. You yeah. know, they Ooh. hurt my feet now. Ouch. Yeah. And uh, this past Sunday, an Alabama pastor, Reverend uh, Mac Morris, held up a Nike headband and wristband from the pulpit and cut them with a pair of scissors. And then the, the congregation actually stood in ovation. Nah, that's, that's not actually what happened. That's not actually what happened. The, what pastor, happened? the pastor did cut up the headband yep. and the wristband, but the, uh, the congregation actually stood up because of what he said later. So the articles are misleading because the article said, hey, everybody stood up when he cut the band. Oh. No, they stood up after he said people died for this flag. And we should at least give the flag some respect. And then the congregation uh, American stood up. exceptionalism. So I just want to say <laughs> it pays to go back and watch the video and to pay attention to what That's happened. Good. Actually, yeah. rather than letting a liberal station you tell went the and watched the video? I watched the whole sermon. You did some homework. You? You That's, what That's what I do. That's what I do. That's why we pay you the big bucks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you know That's what? Right. For the most part, the sermon was really good. Okay. It was on storms and dealing with storms in life. I don't even know how Kaepernick made it to his sermon, to be honest with you. It's kind of confusing. Oh, he got, you got sidetracked. Would you ever do something like that from the pulpit, Toby? Probably not. Um, I, I can't imagine. You did talk about identity. 
And you talked about an apartment complex with the label Identity on oh, it. Oh, I did, yeah. yeah. I, I've done that. So, it's not that particularly, but... No, you not, not, not that particular thing. But yeah, I mean, can I imagine doing something visual or uh, illustrative of a, of a point? Sure. And if, if it was, um, you know, real idolatry or something like that, I can imagine doing something. Now, here's what I want to see. Forget cutting... Go a, chopping down a tree. No, but that's not... I mean, okay. Go grab the gay flag and burn that. Then I want to see how hard you really are. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Right. Uh, actually, that's, that's what I, was, that's I immediately thought of when he asked me, what did you do something? I like, that would be some, I mean, Pastor yeah. Doug, um, Go stand on that. a few years ago, yeah. took a picture of himself uh, and posted a, him standing on a, on a rainbow flag. Yeah. yeah. I was there. <laughs> I was working on that movie. <laughs> Free speech apocalypse available on amazon.com. Yeah, wow. Check it out. Wow. Amazon prime. Anyway. Now, of course, you know, people can choose to shop wherever they want for whatever reason. Fine by us, you know, Kaepernick, whatever. Um, but I think one of the things that we're, we're, we're seeing kind of two things fall out from all this. Um, I was thinking about this last week. First is like a, a failure to communicate. You know, both sides are talking past each other in this whole discussion. One side kind of positions this, this whole issue. Um, the protest side, the Kaepernick side um, positions this whole issue as kind of an injustice or, um, and police brutality. Yep. And then the other side is convinced this is disrespecting our flag and our country. Yeah, part of me thinks this is just actually like looks like two rival gods duking it out. It's, yeah. it's like Zeus and Poseidon, or you know, like WWF wrestling. I don't know. It's yeah. like these two like <laughs> rival Trump in the ring, <laughs> tribal which he, gods. Which he has been in the ring, and, and so part of me is just sort of like you know, you grab your popcorn. And yeah, chill like and I'm just like it. whatever. Well, I mean, I don't even I'm not even really sure if I want to even grab my popcorn. It's like this is what tribal gods do. They're wow. always fighting. That's really good, Toby. Yeah. But I also think there's something, and I think there's something to that. But I also think there's yeah. a tempting. That's a, a tempting way. For Christians to avoid responsibility, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's like that's their problem. Mm. I don't. I don't. I'm not into that nationalism thing, and I'm not mm. into that. You know, Kaepernick, whatever, right. Nike, um, Black Lives Matter thing. Those right. are those are different tribes, different problems. They're not my problem. I think it's just a way to shirk responsibility. Um, the gospel leans into tribal strife, mm. so it is tribal strife. Yeah, people yeah. finding their identities in things they shouldn't find their identities in. But the gospel leans into that; it preaches mm. into that; it offers hope to both sides. That's really good. So, on yeah. the one hand, I mean, we can agree with Kaepernick actually that we live in a society that has jettisoned the foundations of justice. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. And if we can't, I mean, if we can't recognize the image of God in unborn babies, yeah, how yeah. are we going to recognize the image of God in one another? So, you take a knee. Am I? Am I? Am I? For, for un, yes, for the slaughter of the unborn. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. See, and I think, yeah, I'm with you. Sure, I would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the American flag, you know. So on the one hand, I want to say amen to that, but I don't think he has the foundations. Like he, no. Kaepernick <laughs> isn't isn't going to find salvation. I mean, because he's kneeling in a sense to the yeah. American flag. He's saying, "Come on, America, you're better than this." Right. Yeah, right. And I'm yeah. saying, "But Ameri- the American flag can't save you, bro." Yeah, that's actually oh, what's missing is that he's actually doing the same pleading in American exceptionalism. Exactly. Right. But that's he good. needs to kneel before Jesus. But, yeah. but also, here's here's what's funny about all this: the Alabama church. You go to their church service on July 4th. Yeah. And what do you think you oh. get? Oh, it's right. Yeah. Idolatry. You right. get more. God. That makes God well, more, far more angry than what Kaepernick is you doing didn't right have now. To go just on that you same know? sermon when they, they actually stood up when he said, "People have died for this flag." He actually told them to applaud the flag. Applaud the flag. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, that was hanging up in his church? That was hanging yeah. up right yeah. to the right of him. Right. And that's why I'd say so, the same thing. I mean, wow. standing for the flag or even dying for this country. Here's the thing. I, I think there's there's real glory and dignity in that, mm-hmm. but it's not big enough. It's not strong enough to save what you love about America. That's right. And and you so I think that, that pastors is, not, is, is doing a poor job of actually pointing his people... Um, 
there is a right form of patriotism, and mm. I and I don't want to despise that in any way, shape, or form. That's right. Um, but in order yeah, to have certainly. a right form of patriotism, Jesus needs to be Lord of it all. That's right. And and it's you've got to you've got to ground it in something bigger than that. And so yeah. I think you know a lot of the uh, the, the knee jerk nationalism or patriotism that's not been thought out that needs to humble itself before Jesus. Yeah, amen. Too. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that when you talk about those two different categories, you got Kaepernick on one side, which is at best, at best, a Joel Olstein type of Christian. Okay. At, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. At best, right. And then, that, and then that you might got, even be a little too much that, credit. Well, <laughs> I said at best, but then at the other side, you have a pastor, Southern Baptist pastor, which at least should be able to understand these things. Man. You know what I mean? Exactly. He should at least, Absolutely. He's, he's way further in the camp. Yeah. He has the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know better. You, <laughs> you should know better. You know better. Right, That's right. right. Well, I think, I, but I think more importantly, kind of the second issue that, that, that is going on here is Kaepernick. Um, this issue has gotten so politicized that both sides just care about kind of scoring points with their base and, and, um, well, I'll get there in a second. And this is why the church uh, should strive not to be partisan. We should work really hard to push back, push all these things, pu- push back the Kaepernick issue, push back, you know, um, the Trump issue, the Obama issue, Republican, Democrat, all those issues. Get them out of the way in a way that we aren't being partisan in all this. And and this, I, th- I think basically the pastor should stop doing crap like this. Right, he's he's got. He's just got to stop it. Uh oh, do I have to um, beep that? Uh oh, <laughs> we spent. I think we spent this. We spent our last episode um, last Sunday night. We spent talking about kind of this social justice statement. Um, I think it's there's you a lot it of. Yet? Do what? Do you no, sign it? My signature doesn't matter. I, I mean, of course maybe, it does. Maybe with, <laughs> of course it maybe does. I should talk. Anyways, I. I, I I'll, I'll sign it. Coward. And, oh, and, and did my, you sign it? Yeah, yeah did he did. You signed it. Oh, David, you signed it. Of course. He did. Hey. And, and my, my big concern is that this Welcome statement. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually used my last bit of uh, black credibility yeah, on this. You're done. <laughs> You're black. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> I am officially done. <laughs> but finish your thought. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, my big concern in this is that the statement becomes kind of a partisan club to hit over the head. Um, Just you know, scoring you, points. Yeah, did, you didn't sign the social justice statement are you serious you, yeah you're, you coward you aren't in our camp you're and not. i think i think um need a new host i saw <laughs> it as being even trying to be evangelical statement that everybody could sign that's that's how i've been viewing it sure and and i didn't i i think if it becomes politicized in that way where you're on our club you're on our team or not if you sign it or you don't sign it then that's that's why i think we should exactly push against to some extent um uh, you know uh, and, and I'm seeing we're seeing a little bit of a politicization, politicization of, of course, it, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just say, though, that I I mean, I think on the one hand, yes, I agree with your point about not ma- letting things become partisan. Mm-hmm. So what we mean by partisan, though, is that people um, just are lockstep with their tribe. Yeah. Whatever right. they think their tribe is, you know, they just want to be in that club. Right. And so this is, you know, I'm with my club, right or wrong, up or down, yeah. sideways, backwards. I'm with them. Yeah. That's partisan. Yeah. And I agree with you completely. There's not really any room for partisanship in Christianity mm-hmm. because Jesus is Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as good as your church might be, as good as your denomination might be, as good as your family might your be, tribe might be, whatever. whatever yes. Or, they can sin and they can be wrong. Right. And, but. I do want to say that I, I think that part of the point of the social justice statement should be, I don't know if the people who wrote it were thinking this, is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just getting some... Cross- Toby, are, are, you, are you talking, Toby? Thank you. Thank you very sorry, much, yes. Yeah. Um, is that uh, David doesn't like what I'm saying. Um, I want to say that the social justice statement is actually not meant to be a unifying document. Hmm. Oh, you're just going to end it like that. Period. 
Full stop. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Hey, All right, bye. Life See you no, later. No, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll keep going. It's it's meant to unify some people, and it's meant to divide other people. Like all statements, right. like all confessions. It, but the thing is, is that Christians, I, I think this is important because I think Christians immediately have this knee-jerk thing like, we don't want to be divisive. We don't mean to be divisive. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. We don't want to be divisive um, in the body, right. in a fleshly way. Yeah. Um, in a partisan way, yeah. but you know what? Paul says a, a little bit of leaven leavens the whole loaf. Get that leaven out. Yeah. So you, I'm I'm not identify necess- people who are in sin and reject them. So I'm I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I think come on, disagree. Be, What's wrong with you? Be, Gabe, disagree, Gabe. Don't be divisive. Just agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> come on, just, just agree. What let's, tribe am I on? Let's rumble. Well. So if they would have defined term, terminology like what is social justice and some of that, then I could see that it's it is proactively trying to be more divisive. But they they largely stayed away from defining some of the terminology that's causing a lot of uh, they, problems. They did define it. They they did. Yeah. Finding identity in gay identity, finding identity in race identity, finding mm-hmm. identity in victim identity. Yeah. That's what social justice is. Mm-hmm. That's the social justice that they're attacking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually think the document isn't carving out. I think it's actually carving out how we want to have the discussion yeah. and in what spirit we want to have the discussion in. Yeah. So they're yeah. abs- when you craft something like this, you're trying to make some separation so- to clarify who we are as Christians yeah. and how we want to engage the world. Yeah. But this is yeah. The, so, yeah, I, yeah that, that's good. I, I, this I, is I the thing, though. I agree with that far more than what Toby just. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: the church is in such bad shape because we don't fight over things worth fighting over. Yeah. Amen. We, we, we fight over petty yep. things, yep. the color that's of the right. carpet and, you know, whatever. What? Hey, that's important. Though. <laughs> and we fight over fleshly things, right? right? Um, right. Our lusts and greeds and envies. James 4 talks about that. Right. Um, but there are a lot of things that Christians need to fight over. Right. Um, First Timothy, I, I I teach a homiletics class for, for Greyfriars Hall. It's a preaching class for, for uh, men trained to be pastors. It's good. Pastors. I've, take, I've taken it. You've taken it. Yeah. Um, did you learn anything? I did. Um, I did. Cha- I, I, I still, I, I use First Timothy as my text because it's Paul giving instructions to a young preacher. He left yeah. in Ephesus. And I still, it still blows my mind. And I, and I, I don't know how we miss this so often, but he says, he says, we're, um, he says, I left you there in Ephesus. Basically, to get those people to stop teaching false things. Mm. That's yep. chapter one, verse three. Yeah. I, I left you there to fight. That's right. what, um, that's what. Stop it. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, I, I was trying to, I, I worked hard to try to find a counter positive example in, in kind of the Alabama pastor, what's going on with Kaepernick, but to find a positive example of how the church is not being partisan and actually doing something right. Okay. And, and was, I'm so sad that all I could find was the Roman Catholic Church example. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? So uh, there's, a, there's a priest in, um, I think it's Illinois, uh, a bishop, excuse me, Bishop Thomas John Paprocki. I said that right? Mm, like teriyaki. In, in Illinois, he actually is um, hold, upholding the suspension of Senator Dick Bur- Durbin from receiving Holy Communion due to his pro-abortion rights views is he cousin to jeff durbin i don't know yeah <laughs> I, I couldn't i couldn't jeff help durbin. myself to think that either come Check on out genealogy.com. Yeah. <laughs> well it, it, jeff would have gone at him too so yeah. but but we have this we have this roman catholic church actually here's a good example of not being partisan being biblical and doing something that's right in the midst of a political fight yeah right and you got the and so um, uh, suspending someone. The churches, all evangelical churches, need to learn this: right. that the Lord's Supper is 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 God's meal, 
and that there's that it's also a tool to be used in the congregation. I don't know if a tool is a very good word a, for that, but weapon, but like, a weapon. But the yeah. thing is, like, so the liberals will say that bishops being partisan, right. but the but yep. he needs to stand firm and say no they're not partisan mm-hmm. this is me obeying jesus yeah. um he's mm-hmm. fighting for the truth and that's the difference he's using the weapons jesus gave him and i think this is one of the harder things for christians sometimes to grasp is you know we fight but we have to fight with the weapons we've been given and so yeah. we get into trouble when we reach for the wrong weapons we get yeah. in trouble when we reach for weapons yeah. that god hasn't mm-hmm. given us but mm-hmm. god has given pastors the the word and the table, yeah. The keys of the kingdom. Preach the word. Bind things. Church discipline. Yeah. And bar- oh! I got the keys, 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 hey! keys, 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 keys to the kingdom. Hey! He said church discipline. Oh man, <laughs> That's I good. had no, That's I forgot good, about that. That's good. Christians in the pews need to sing, need to pray, need yeah. to confess their sins, need yeah. to forgive one another. Those yeah. are our weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Moms and dads need to raise their children in joy and to love the Lord and mm. spank those bottoms mm. and and, and make those peanut butter jelly sandwiches Mm. schools need to teach everything under the lordship of jesus right businesses need to operate under explicitly christian principles you need to listen to how to build how to make a tent and lawyers and judges need to serve in the light of the justice of god's law right all of this is non-partisan christian warfare amen it means obeying jesus where he's put you and then using the weapons he's put into your hands i love i love the fact that the bishop said uh in public and the news and the media he said dick durbin needs to repent <laughs> amen and we, have, and we have in contrast like the alabama pastor cutting up nike in front of his church like right. ha, when's the last time you named a sin publicly a public issue or whatever in your own pulpit pastor you know uh, and here we have the roman catholic church kind of showing us up i wonder if this same bishop is going to call out or use those same weapons on the pope because that's another mm-hmm. place that he could be calling for right. some repentance right and he's a lesser magistrate in the in the roman that's catholic really church good. right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right? I, mean, right. I mean, that's the job yeah. of lesser magistrates, the yeah. job. You know, so if your governor is going is, is going haywire, mayors and county commissioners yeah. and, and state representatives need to call the governor out. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If your mayor's going sideways, then then city council members need to that's call right. him out. Call him if out. a pastor's going sideways, elders call him out. Deacons right. call him out. Yeah, that's, that's really good. There's a there's two things where I've seen like church discipline really like uh, be effective or I've seen it actually work. Um, uh in two ways. One of them is bringing somebody back from gross sin, like calling them out mm-hmm. from gross sin. Mm-hmm. And the second is really like causing others who are watching this, you know, like Proverbs said, the fool, the wise man sees the fool get beaten and he, he gains yeah, wisdom. The, the simple, the simple Strike fool, simple learn wisdom. And, and because all good lists need number, need threes, they go by threes. Okay. You know, <laughs> purifying the church would also yeah. be another thing. Right. But one of the things that I watched with this whole this whole thing with Durbin, this has been going on since 2004 is yep. Durbin said that, listen, I'm, I'm just following the rules that my constituents have placed on me. They want this. I'm obeying them. Yeah. And so I started thinking like, what are the things that we should start practicing church discipline on for voting for it? I mean, if he's voting, he's a magistrate, he's voting for yeah. abortion. What about the people who put him into place? And then is it just abortion or is it other things in line with that, too? Because abortion yeah. isn't the only issue. I think we got to learn to walk before we can run. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've been sitting on the couch for too long. Yeah. Um, and I would say we need to start with the most clear black and white issues there are. And I would say the life issue is the one. Clearly. We, we have to learn to walk there. And so um, uh, churches, I mean, I mean, this guy's putting Protestant churches to shame. I, I, I want to know. I mean, Protestant churches need to be going after these politicians. Many of these politicians are pro- professing Christians, and unfortunately, they're in churches that actually support abortion. Yeah, 
Um, but I would say we start there and we need to learn to police that line well first. Yeah. And then we can work our way out. I think there would be other things. What would they be? Um, I would probably immediately go after that. I would probably go to sexuality issues. So okay. I, would, I would say upholding the Christian family, um, upholding biblical, um, marriage. biblical law yeah. on biblical marriage, mm-hmm. divorce, yeah. mm-hmm. adultery, sodomy. Um, mm-hmm. I think those would be areas where God has spoken clearly. Um, we have a, a deep heritage actually with a lot of we actually have a lot of case law yeah. that we've just jettisoned in the last few decades yeah um that i would say go there right right yeah. right, right um yeah. i think eventually so, also it's still on the books it's still on the books yeah, in a lot of places that's crazy but yeah. i think i think a third place i can think yeah. of that we might go to eventually would be um returning to biblical criminal law in terms of um, um criminal um punishments right um uh, the the biblical um, justice regarding restitution for theft. So let me ask you this: So would you start then where where we see in biblical sanctions start with the things that end up at murder, mm-hmm. and then work our way back from there? Yeah. So so where the sanctions? I think, it's, say- I think it's half that, but I guess I would also say is I think depending on the culture, there are probably going to be places where there's a little bit. I, I think we just need to start where it's easier first. Yeah. Either where God has spoken the clearest, and then also where maybe God has given us the opportunity. I want to take that providential because element, a, too. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. We have full-out, Holy Ghost-filled people in that are large churches who are voting Democrat and voting for people like Doc, uh, Mr. Durbin in office. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And so the reason he's there is because of the very people sitting in the pews. Right. Now, why is he getting church discipline, but they're not? Right. But I think you go back to your church discipline point, when I think you, you start by disciplining him in order to warn the people. So is this one of those like uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Morris, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Morris moments where you're like, okay, whoever voted for this guy, you have one of those Nike moments? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. All right, whoever voted for this guy, no. see me after church. And you take the donkey, yeah. the Democratic donkey, and you and cut it up. Cut it by- <laughs> yeah, so but I'm, I'm just saying like that's one of those. I think you start there, but I think yeah. you have to be, I, I wouldn't just discipline somebody because they voted for somebody who's pro-choice but i would start exhorting them uh, and that's sort of discipline i yeah. would start i would i would start chasing after you begin them with, the first lines of discipline yeah, yeah and i would the first lines and i think you, but you have to recognize where we are and in some context you know they've been voting for democrats for decades now their whole life and, three and, and so they need to be taught and they need to be discipled yeah and that kind of discipline first but if you run into hard-heartedness and they say no i i really believe in this and this is the best thing and so forth and they're not willing to be corrected um then i think you step things yeah, up i don't want to discipline some people who vote for certain republicans too anyway well, <laughs> I would like to push both Donald Trump and Barack Obama to the front of the discipline line. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, Barack Obama, he was at uh, uh, University of Illinois this, yeah. this past week uh, and had kind of one of, I think, one of his first major speeches since he left the White House. He's done some other things, but uh, but he, he played all the golf courses. He <laughs> been probably somewhere. Can yeah. we make some more for him, please? Yeah, yeah. he's so he's at one golf course. He's at the black golf course. Trump's at the white golf course. No, nah, they the same <laughs> golf course. <laughs> they the same one. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> and and uh, so this this speech, he basically went right after President Donald Trump. Now this this is this is breaking when President leaves the White House. Usually they go silent. They kind of leave. They go silent. They retire, and they don't really speak into all oh, the good old days and towards the president. <laughs> But you know, you notice both George Bush and Barack Obama have have yeah. directly targeted um, uh, uh, Donald Trump. It shouldn't be Democratic or Republican to say that we don't threaten the freedom of the press because they say things or publish stories we don't like. I complain plenty about Fox News, but you never heard me threaten to shut them down. Or call them enemies of the people. 
<laughs> it shouldn't be Democratic or Republican to say we don't target certain groups of people based on what they look like or how they pray. We are Americans. We're supposed to stand up to bullies. Oh, Bullies. He's playing oh. off Melania Trump's initiative. Bully! Let's follow them. Donald we're, Trump's a bully. We're, we're supposed to stand up to the... Speaking from someone who mandated, mandated health care on everybody. <laughs> and we're sure as heck supposed to stand up clearly and unequivocally to Nazi sympathizers. <laughs> is, is he calling Trump a Nazi sympathizer? Yeah, keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How hard can that be? Ooh. Saying that Nazis are bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so bad. Obama is slick, but all right. I was not impressed at all. No, uh, I don't. I don't think he scored any real points with this one. The yeah. major news outlets are bullies. Yeah, exactly. I, I think. That's, I think mm-hmm. lots of people in, uh, in the country are cheering Trump on every time he takes yeah. shots at CNN yep. yeah. and and the mainline news outlets. They they control the narrative, and and as far as we're concerned, as Christians, they hate God. Yep. They hate His law. They hate truth. They hate Christianity. They hate unborn children. That's they right. hate Christian marriage. Yep. And so every time Trump takes shots at them, I think Christians should cheer. Yeah. Amen. Um, exactly. This and, is like you what your first statement says, like it's like two gods fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm but but Trump's demolishing the god that is currently keeping me under his thumb. Yeah, that's why I'm eating popcorn and watching this one too, though. <laughs> right? Get him. Yeah. Get him. Yeah, and, and the jab about the that's Nazis good. is yeah. just a cheap shot. Yeah. Nobody actually supports Nazis. Nazis are not actually a threat to anyone. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. easy targets. Yeah. Yes, Nazis were bullies in 1939, and there's about 15 Nazis left that live in their mother's basements mm-hmm. today. Yeah. But this is when when I think of so when Obama pulls out this card, the Nazi card, and then kind of casts it towards Trump, and I think, well, our our country, where, where is it when Jesus says, "Woe to you, Bethsaida, um, if the works have been done in you that were done in." Um, you know Israel and God's people. Yeah, you know you would have repented, right? Woe to you, Sodom! You know Sodom and Gomorrah. If the works had been done in you, then it had been done in Israel. You would have repented, right? And in the same way, if, you know, if the works had been done in Nazi Germany, that had been done in America by God's grace, um, they would have repented. And yet, we've killed sixty million babies, and Nazi Germany killed you know six million Jews. You know, I think we should to, should create a new hashtag starting with "It can't be that hard to say." <laughs> That's what we need to do because he just started to say yeah. it can't be that hard to say yeah. that Nazi. Nazis is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Nazis I, bad. Yeah, I just yeah. came up with That's a few good. off the top That's of my good. head. That's good. Hashtag. Uh, it, it, hashtag. It can't be that hard to say that an unborn child is a human being. Boom. It can't be that hard to say that God made them male and female. Oh man. It can't be that hard to say. Hey. I'm a bully, Obama. Remember that health care bill that you passed. Mm. You yeah. bully! You steamrolled yeah. that Joker. Yeah. How about no one read it. How about that time you cheered on Planned Parenthood for murdering babies and said, "God bless you." It can't Who's be that hard to say abortion Who, is murder. Who's the bully? Just, wow. just let's yeah. just let's get wow. that one rolling. It, it can't, can't be, be that, that hard, hard to, to say. say. Okay, yeah. hit it, hit it. It can't be that hard to say. Oh, speaking of repentance, yesterday was the yep. 17th anniversary of 9/11. Mm. Um, just really quickly, what should Christians think of 9/11? I want to say this, three things. The attacks were evil, wicked, and vile, and the men who perpetrated them went straight to hell. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were many heroes that day who deserved to be remembered. Mm -hmm. Number two, 
God sovereignly allowed the attacks and we deserved them. If there is calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? Yep. Amos 3.6. Amos 3, yep. mm-hmm. Number three, America still needs to repent. Mm-hmm. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? Jesus says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Luke 13, verses wow. 4 and 5. That's a very applicable. The men and women who perished in those towers and plains were not worse sinners than the rest of us. We all have blood on our hands. Mm-hmm. We all have defiled the land with lewdness and lies. Mm. And so the call is always repent. Let mm-hmm. 9-11 be the call. Repent, lest God strike us with far worse judgment. Specifically, we need to repent in our families and in our churches. We need to stop offering God childish, irreverent worship. We need to practice church discipline. What, God has a standard in how we worship him? Yes, he does. We need to insist that our elders and deacons be biblically qualified. Yep. Read 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1. And if you are an elder and you don't aren't qualified, you need to step down. Mm. We need to repent in our families by submitting to God's word regarding what a husband and a father is called to what a wife and a mother is called to and what children are called to. If you're a married man, you're responsible for the state of your home, for your wife and for your children. You need to take that responsibility seriously. Like like livingout.org, we should create a church audit for leader, leaders in the church. For husbands and fathers. Yeah, for husbands, fathers, yeah. and elders and deacons. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, speaking of repentance, we need to be people of the word. Amen. We would not put up with so much garbage in our churches and cities if we were people of the Man. word. Amen. So yeah. many Christians don't even read their Bibles. Yep. They get mm-hmm. crumbs, and they wonder why they're so weak and emaciated. Yep. So That's a bunch right. of our uh, ladies in our church up here at Christ Church in Moscow started the Bible reading challenge with the goal of reading the entire Bible in nine months, basically through the school year. The goal Not is to, two years? No, nine months. <laughs> nine months. The goal is to read 30 <laughs> minutes a day with built-in catch-up days here and there and with Sundays off. The women had such a great time, a bunch of us men have jumped in because we want some of that. Yeah, it, was, you know? and, it was no fun watching them do it. And so we're doing it too. <laughs> it just started yesterday. So it's not too late to jump aboard. There are Facebook groups for men and women as well. You can jump in, fellowship. But the idea is we want to feast on the word. Amen. We don't just want scraps. We don't just want crumbs. We want to feast. We want second helpings and third helpings. Um, Because it's God's word. Um, Two verses, and we'll close. On the one hand, Amos says that sometimes God judges his people by sending them famines of the word of God. Behold, the days are coming, Mm. says the Lord God, Mm -hmm. that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to end to fro, to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. Okay. We have a famine in our land, but it's a self-inflicted famine. We have the word of God on our phones, on our shelves, on our desks, and we are the ones starving ourselves. But here's the thing. Isaiah has this wonderful promise for people who are hungry and thirsty for the word of God. Mm. I love this passage from Isaiah 55. He says, ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. I need my guitar. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear. Come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. And then just a few verses down, it says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So we invite you to join us in feasting on the word of God with us this year. Get out a big spoon. And get some big helpings. Mm-hmm. You can find out more at ChristKirk.com slash Bible Challenge. 
Thanks for tuning in to Cross Politics' brand new midweek news fix. Mm. If this is the kind of thing you think the world should have more of, I do. Please become a Cross Politics Club member and support our antics. Yes. You can join by going to crosspolitic.com. And until Sunday, hey. love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. I'm starting to like these things.